0: Grab your popcorn and goobers, it's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts,
1: here's Heather. Hi friends, welcome to episode 212 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker, I'm joined today by the ever-handsome and frustrating... What? What? <laughs> Sprooker Hi You turkey Um, So Chris and I Are getting ready To celebrate our 20th wedding anniversary Here in a few weeks And Crazy. we are going To Hawaii I'm so excited Completely Yes Did the child Just make a noise
0: She's screaming Okay For well, some reason
1: Alright well We're just gonna Carry on Yeah I'm sure she's fine Um, I'm very excited. We're going to go to Maui. We are going to stay at the Westin Hotel. It is gorgeous. They've just done extensive renovations and we're going to stay in one of their brand new rooms and swim in their brand new pool. And I cannot wait. Can't wait. I'm mostly looking forward to unplugging, although
0: just getting away,
1: just getting away. But, you know, I don't really ever unplug just because of the nature of my business and my job. I'm still going to be sharing a lot and posting a lot, but I, it'll be nice because I won't feel this pressure to do work stuff and like you can just do it by the pool. Yeah, it's, and it's just a different, yeah, just a different environment, different situation. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and we mostly feel comfortable going because Chris and I have both been vaccinated, of course. And um, I'm excited, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was stupid. <laughs> of course. Well, I mean, that's, a, that's
0: you know, a big reason to go, too.
1: Yes. Um, we've both been vaccinated. We got the Johnson Johnson vaccine. I'm very excited about One that. One and done. One and done. Toot it and boot it. And, um, yeah, we're just, I'm looking forward to going. We're going to have a little valve renewal on the beach. It's going to be fun.
0: Maybe a spa day. Yes. Yes. Maybe a bar day. All
1: the All the days. All the
0: days. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um And so Channing uh, is going back to school this week yeah. For the first time in over a year And I don't I, I know we haven't really done it yet But it's a hybrid model And I already don't like it <laughs> I'm already mad about it Because they're only having them go back From like 8 to 12.30 and then they come home and finish the rest of their school day at home. But it's like, why not just keep them at school? And it's only two days a week. And it's only two days a week. Right. So I just, I don't understand that reasoning. I don't understand, why not just keep them the full day?
0: I think it's the whole abundance of safety thing. You know, they're trying to be as safe as possible. We're, th- th- these are like uncharted waters right now. So they just want to take things slow.
1: Yeah. Um, I but guess. I want her out
0: of the house.
1: <laughs> no, she needs to go. She needs to be around friends. Um, and she needs to be around other kids, even if it's in a limited capacity. Like She told me the other day she's a little nervous to go back. But I think she's also excited.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's going to be something new. Mm-hmm. You know, and she'll be around kids again, even if it's like social distanced or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think she'll like it.
1: Um. Yeah, and then also her birthday is coming up this weekend Yeah Big eight-year-old Can you believe we have an eight-year-old?
0: No, I can't it's, I just look at her crazy.
1: sometimes and I just stared her. I'm sure she's like, why is mom staring at me creepy? Like, but I'm like, I just can't believe she's going to be eight. And she's like got a personality and then she's smart she and clever, does have and, a personality and yeah. funny. And I'm just like, look at this little purse. She's a person.
0: Yeah. The fact we can have like actual conversations with her, like, mm-hmm. like serious conversations, you know, sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know. When she wants to, she'll listen to us and mm. talk to us and, you know, talk to us like humans, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 so kind of fulfilling to see her growing up like this. Yeah, it yeah. is.
1: I mean, she definitely still has her moments where she's a kid and she uh, does very kid-like things. But it is really neat to see the person that she's becoming. Yeah. Um, and I'm really hoping that people come by for her birthday party. I'm so listen, if I'm being honest, I'm a little pissed because there's a lot of people who have bailed on her birthday party Yeah, who said they would either come and then change their mind or are like, Oh, sorry, we're out of town. And I'm like, so we went to everybody's drive by birthday parties over the last year but now I guess everyone's over it and they don't right. want to come to hers. I mean it's
0: a, it's a 10 minute drive by. It's, it's a 10
1: minute drive by but they're out of town so I can't like, you know, be be rude. I certainly wouldn't want to bully someone into coming to her birthday it's either not but like I'm, they I'm have annoyed. To they do have to commit to come. Well, yes. not,
0: but not to hang out for hours. You know, it's not yes. like it's a, yeah. you know, stay in our yard for three hours. We're kind of no, birthday party. but
1: I'm just, I'm annoyed because I feel like everybody's sort of over the pandemic now. You know, everyone's getting vaccinated and they want to go out and explore. And it just sucks because this is the second birthday in a row Channing's going to have where the, there may not be a lot of people come to yeah. her party. It may be like two or three people. And it just makes me really sad for her because she loves friends. She loves parties. She's so excited. And it just makes me a little, I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated. It makes me not want to go to other people's (laughs) birthday parties. We don't have
0: to. (laughs) F those guys.
1: I'm so, I'm so like punitive.
0: Look, here's the deal. Same kind of thing happened last year, right? Where we had the front yard drive-by birthday party. Mm -hmm. People drive by and honk. We had a few cars, not as many as we wanted yeah. Of course, but she still loved it and enjoyed it and loved the attention that she got I and I think that's what matters.
1: I know remember Justine threw a tiara out of the window like some kind at her? of
0: Burger King crown or something like that <laughs> out of her window. I don't know what it was, but yeah,
1: but Channing did love it. She was very excited, yeah. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, I don't know that she will notice that hardly any people are coming. But we'll make it fun. I'm just, I'm just disappointed because I feel like we're there a lot for people when they need us, and then when we need someone for us, it's like people disappear. Like, oh, I gotta go to Palm Springs. So Paris. it's different
0: than the rest of our life. It's not know? that different. Yeah, it's not that different. It's the same. <laughs>
1: it's not that different. Listen to us. We're so gripey. People are, are
0: people are terrible. Everybody. We're just.
1: A, we are a gripey old married couple. All of a sudden.
0: Get off my lawn. <laughs>
1: Um, Alright, before we get too far down the well of complaining about about our lives, um, I want to introduce our guests for this week. The guest for Motherhood in Hollywood is Darby and Lacey Camp. They are a mother-daughter... Actors, they are mother daughter actors who also happen to be starring in the same movie together. It's a movie called when we last spoke and it's premiering on up TV, April 4th at seven o'clock Eastern. And I loved getting to know that Darby and Lucy have been acting. Darby's been acting since she was little, little, um, and she can tell you her story a little bit more. And then Lacey has also been acting forever. Um, they have a wonderful story because they both don't live in LA And they live in North Carolina where they're able to have a very successful acting careers, which I was fascinated with because I've always understood that you have to be in L.A. And they have not, you know, pandemic notwithstanding, they haven't been in L.A. for several years. They live in North Carolina. That's great. And, you know, Darcy in particular has been on Big Little Lies. She's been in both of the Christmas Chronicles movies as the lead, you know, kid. Yeah. Um, She's also the star of Clifford the big red dog she plays mary elizabeth or emily elizabeth excuse me and um now they're both in this movie together this up tv movie so they have just a really it's a great perspective on not feeling like you have to commit to living in california living in los angeles and sort of give up on that normal lifestyle not that people can't have a normal life in california but it's just different right it's different right. and they're still able to have successful acting careers that's so fantastic for me that's very inspiring and i was super excited to talk with them so without any further ado i'd love to get to my interview with darby and lacey camp I love your story. I love that you get to work with your daughters. And I specifically, I really just want to jump right in and let's start talking about the movie you guys have coming out very soon. I think it's what, April 4th?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me that you say very soon, because we feel like that was so long ago and it's finally, (laughs) you know, it's finally getting seen. Um, Will you close that door? So my dog, we have a Shih Tzu, Marty McFly, who's um, I guess wanting some attention right now. So sure, here. But yeah, we're really excited and happy that um, that everyone can see it. So obviously, it was super special for me as uh, as a mom because I always thought maybe if I were to do something with my daughter, it would be playing a mom but to play the same character was something that I never even really like thought about. So, um, so yeah, of course that's, that means a lot to me.
1: Yeah. Well, let's talk about the movie itself. When we last spoke, it is premiering on up TV on April 4th and it's really, it feels like a coming of age sort of story, but it's also takes place in two different time periods, which like you said, that means you and your daughter are playing the same character. So tell me a little bit about it.
3: Darby do you want to talk about it um sure yeah it's I think um like what you were saying like a coming of age movie is a great way to put it um I think it's really cool how me and my mom got to play the same character I think that was super fun and um I really enjoyed working in the 60s era it was like really interesting like the wardrobe and just the sets and um really cool and I I really think this movie is great for all ages too, and um, that everyone can enjoy it.
1: Now, was yeah. your were I'm you guys not- there on the set? I know you were playing two different scenes, but I'm assuming mom, you were there the whole the whole time for all of her scenes. Were you like giving her some tips or advice, or just kind of letting her do her thing?
2: Yeah, I haven't given her tips on acting in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I've learned from her how to stay out of my head and just be in the moment um it's really been fun to watch her her develop a just a real innocent approach to acting um a natural organic way of just basically playing make-believe and that was something that when she was little you know I my degree was in acting so I feel like that was like the only thing that I ever thought that I could do or want to do. And um, I just put all my eggs in that basket. And when I had kids, you just naturally bring them into your interest and your world. And so both of my daughters, we played make-believe together and did things. And when when an opportunity for an audition would arise, I would throw their hat in the ring. But it was funny watching Darby um go into things without any kind of self-edit, with just this pure approach of, to a character that was really refreshing. Because I think as you get older, you start to worry about what people think about you. And it, and it kind of makes you second guess your instincts and you hold back on maybe choices that you would make. And at a very little age, she didn't do any of that. She was just very uh, truthful with um play acting not even on a um you know a, a professional level or a in a work level but just in watching her play make believe and the how she interacted with um her if she didn't have toys <laughs> she'd have her hands and her feet be characters all talking to each other in the back seat of the car <laughs> you know just little things like that that I started to realize like hmm she's got a lot of imagination going on in there and um that was really fun to watch and so as she got older i tried to just leave her alone um and see what she had to bring to the table naturally um uh, i've taught theater uh for many years when i was when i was younger and um i remember seeing that in kids when they would have an idea and want to do something but then they would worry that it was the wrong thing and they didn't want to mess up so it's hard to get a kid out of that habit so I would rather just let her explore than to correct her and, and change things. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. Like, yeah, as actors and and truthfully, honestly, you know, and I know you understand this, the older we get, the more value is placed on a job and booking a job because you've now got bills to pay and kids to feed. And like, you really need that money and you would, and you want to work. So you kind of, it's hard not to get in your head and get, not let yourself get self-conscious about that stuff. So there is something really beautiful about kids who are so untethered and unfiltered in a way. Um, And how does that work on set when they're getting directed? Do you feel like, um, is it hard for kids to rein it in when they kind of have this freedom to be creative? Or do you feel like that is sort of where all the training comes in and that sort of thing?
2: Well, I think sometimes... the more training a kid has, sometimes it's harder. Uh, it, they're harder to direct almost when, when they are too, um, too worried about overacting or, or, mm-hmm. rigid or robotic and they're, you know, and they're trying to do something that they feel like worked for one director. Um I have learned that there's so many different types, which you know that there's, there's different types of directors and there's some that just speak kid language and some that don't. And Mm -hmm. that's hard as a mom when you realize like, this guy's just all about getting the shot. Like he's not thinking about how to talk to a child and you have to tell your kid, you know, he's probably not a dad. He doesn't, you know, just... (laughs) which I don't even have any examples in real life. It's not ever happened to us, but I know that that those are time; those are things that can happen. And, um, you know, you just have to be able to know who you are as an actor and decipher what they're looking for without feeling like you need a cheerleader or, or, you know, your ego to be stroked. And, um, I've always just kind of told her that, like, you know what you're supposed to be doing. So going for it, um, going for it and, and doing what you think feels right, you know, but always listen to the director, obviously. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, not to take things personally, but she she learned a lot from um, Chris Columbus, who was a huge cheerleader. And he's like, bigger, bigger, more, more, uh, where other directors like Joanne Hawk for um, When We Last Spoke. Was much more into setting up a scene and and having Barbie see the whole visual process of a beautiful like like a cinemagraphic image, and then letting Darby bring whatever she wants to the character. Um, just trusting that she kind of knew exactly what to do and and be the kid and and that just simple easy real approach but i mean that has a lot to do with the different types of characters too this mm-hmm. you know this wasn't an adventure film um but i think darby's really done well with with relating to both types of all different types of directors whether it's you know wanting to pull out more more energy or wanting to kind of like sit on uh, mm-hmm. emotions try to like push them down and hide them and then just let it Peek through at the end. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. Kind of Juliet was, you know, she's always Juliet was always trying to be the big girl, like she was born an adult, taking care of the the little sister. You know, yeah. Well,
1: I know, um, I uh, that definitely comes across, and it's um, it seems like such a it's a fun story. It definitely has some lighthearted moments in that, and some of those are coming from Cloris Leachman, of course, who yeah. you know. Just was brilliant. And Darby, I want to talk about what it was like working with her and Melissa Gilbert and Corbin Bernson. What was that like for you?
3: It was honestly an amazing experience working with them. They're such great role models for me and what I aspire, you know, and can can, can look up to. Um, and I'm so honored that I got to work with Cloris, me- Cloris Leachman um, a few years ago. She is just such an amazing, talented um just really genuine person and I think she's super sweet she's really like she was really cool person to talk to and she always had very um wise words and was very um wise (laughs) but uh, and encouraging and she was just super they were all just super sweet and entertaining she oh I'm
1: sure yeah I can only imagine.
3: imagine she knew how to keep
2: I mean, it was like she had a spotlight on her everywhere she went and people just <laughs> stood back and watched her. She's a tiny person, but she took up so much space in the room because everybody just expected her to entertain and she, mm-hmm. would, she would just give a look or one little um, comment a little zinger one line and the whole place would erupt in laughter. She just, no matter how old she ever, like whatever age she was, she always was like the sexiest woman in the room. She played, like she played that she would flirt Mm -hmm. with with the young men behind the camera and, um, just kept us all laughing.
1: Oh, I bet that was so much fun. She's such a legend. Like I just, I bet that was an amazing experience.
2: I showed Darby pictures of her in her 20s when she was a beauty queen and Mm -hmm. she was, you know, a drop dead gorgeous woman, but her humor is what everyone appreciates. You know, she had such a sharp, quick wit. And I think that is just the coolest when you can say like you can impress people with like um, this great body of work and, and be talented and be attractive and just keeping people in stitches all the time. It wasn't like a show. She mm-hmm. was just natural. She's just a natural comedic gift. Yeah. Yeah. Just an entertaining human. Um, I want to
1: ask you guys now, this feels like a very Southern movie. Mm-hmm. Um, It doesn't, does it specifically say where it takes place in the film? I don't know if it, they do say, Um, I know this is fireside. It, it, it,
2: it, it's a fictitious location. A town.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. But are but you guys actually in the South? Is that where you live?
2: We are. So Darby and I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, just north of Charlotte in Lake Norman. And a lot of the crew and cast um, were, came from Charlotte, North Carolina. But we filmed outside of Atlanta, Georgia, in a very sweet little town called Toccoa, Georgia. And when we were in, Cola. tell them what we did. We didn't get to stay in a hotel. They didn't have enough hotels to, to put everybody up, so we stayed in a house, and we found some guests. Tell them
3: we were out walking, uh, going for a walk, and we saw this teeny tiny kitten who was very young, walking on this like brick wall, and we were like, "Why is that little tiny kitty outside alone at, at night?" Like that's really and it was weird. Late. Yeah, and so we were kind of worried. That, like it didn't have an owner so we took it to um the like garage like area where um we were staying and she kind of just like stuck around and then another kitten came up <laughs> and so then we had like two kittens while we were there and they're just super sweet and like nice and and like we were expecting them to kind of be like you know like feisty I guess I don't know but we, ended, feral. they
2: weren't feral. Yeah.
3: We ended up taking them home. So they're with us at home and we named them to and Georgia. Oh yeah. That's so we so still true. have them now.
2: They're really good kittens, cats now.
1: I was going to say, did you keep them? Oh, I love that. But,
2: yeah. We called my husband and he drove, um, to get them and took them back and we did try to find the owners, so I mean, we weren't like stealing cats, but apparently there were a lot of cats in the area, and um, the Humane Society said it's best if you just uh, let people around the neighborhood know that you have them, and if no one claims them, just to take them home. So we did. We have Tacoma, Georgia.
1: Some people take home like props from their filming, you know, from filming or like a wardrobe item. I mean, you guys took home kittens. I love that. It was-
2: I know. I love that story. I think about <laughs> Georgia every day, two times a day, at least.
1: <laughs> I, I love think. that. And that's so cool. You know what? I, I think it's really cool that you guys are able to not have to live in Los Angeles um, or New York. I want to talk about how logistically that works for you because I, there's this feeling and there's always this feeling, which I'm sure you understand as an actor, that you have to be in... LA or New York to succeed. And you guys are proving that's not the case. So tell me a little bit about that. Is it hard? Is it are auditions more challenging or is it easier now? Cause everything is, you know, self tape. Um, tell me it, a little bit about it.
2: It's definitely a conversation to be had. Cause I mean, if you look at my career and Darby's career, they're both very different. I'm in a, like, I've been doing this for 20 something years and I'm still very much a, um, you know, I don't even know. I want to respect my place in this not acting position, but I'm very proud of the success that I have because I recognize too, that I also live a very normal life with um, being a wife and a mom, but still able to um, be an actor. So I don't want to sound like I'm complaining at all. No, I don't think that. that Darby's journey is different than mine. And Oh, side note. Cloris Leachman, Betty White, all of those legends, I would like, continue to look forward to the day when, I mean, not to rush it, but they, I'm, I'm aware that Darby will not need a chaperone on set forever, and I am on the Betty White plan, the Cloris Leachman plan, and I plan to be in my 90s, still pursuing my acting career, so don't you doubt that for me, <laughs> right? You got that, Darby? Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> So I do know that we are in two different tiers. And a lot of times I did think about that in my 20s. Like, what am I doing here? I didn't go to um, to New York because I'm not a singer or a dancer, but I always wanted to go to LA. But I had this real, um, like this feeling that I'm not gonna go anywhere until someone buys my plane ticket to get there. Mm-hmm. I just felt like that. I did have some um, touring theater jobs that allowed me to, to go all over the Southeast and then, um, in upstate New York. And I saw a lot of different parts of our country and, um, I did not get to travel when I was young. So I realized, man, North Carolina is a great place to just like live. And I have a family here. And so even though I did have this like hope and dream that I was going to be off, you know, pursuing, um, the movie industry and walking red carpets. I mean, that was very much real, uh, a real dream for me. I was also really happy um, being a part of my everyday life, becoming an aunt and seeing my grandparents through the ends of their lives, you know. So it wasn't a big enough drive for me to take that leap and go. And Mm -hmm. uh, I just felt like a lot of my friends I saw pursuing um, like going out into LA and New York, they were still just doing the same kind of work I was doing here, which I ultimately became a high school teacher taught at my, my alma mater. So in my uh, high school, North Mecklenburg high school in town. And, um, and that was, I I was happy with that. I met my husband. So I felt like, okay, this is the path I should be on for now, but not forever. And I stuck to that. I'm going to wait for someone to pay for me to go to LA. And mm-hmm. sure enough, I got that plane ticket, but it was for Darby's, um, <laughs> for Darby's job, not mine. And I just, <laughs> think that's so funny because, you know, that drive was so real and it really came through, but I feel like I have my cake and eat it too, because I did show up to LA, but I also got to be there watching this amazing human that I was a part of creating. So, um, Oh, so about actually living in, in LA, a lot of people ask us, well, when are you going to move out there? And I think my response and my husband, the same is why, like right now we've been able to be here and still she's been able to do these incredible roles. I probably could have, gotten more opportunities being somewhere else, but I'm not sure I would have had the same um, quality of life being away sure. from my, um, my family, you know, yeah, um, my parents and my brother, you know, my nephews, things like that. And um, even my cousins, my husband's family, all born and raised right here. Like we have we come from a long line of, of North Carolinians. So um, that would have been a huge, a huge, um, Sacrifice. So I feel like we've made the right decision, and her opportunities have um, definitely come through for us. Every now and then, there might be something that she's wanted to audition for, and they say, No, it needs to be local to LA, but that's rare. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll um, see things that I want to audition for, and, you know, I need to be local, but, you know, I'm considered for the most part um, local enough to Atlanta. And, um, there's a lot that's filming in Atlanta. Yeah. And so I just, we like to live by having like no regrets. This is, we're really happy with our life. i have got a, a 15 year old who would not want to move or, you know, be uprooted when her family and friends that she's grown up with are all right here. So um, we don't really think about what ifs. We just think we're really happy with what life has provided for us right here and feeling like we're. Getting the best of both worlds, I think. Would you I agree? love? I love that. And Darby, I want to talk about
1: some of the success you've had out here in LA and um, with some of these huge shows and movies that you've been working on—Big Little Lies, you know, Christmas Chronicles, Christmas Chronicles Two, um, Clifford. Like, how are you handling all of this success at such a young age? I don't know that I would be probably very nice or humble. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably be a terror, That's um, thing, but <laughs> skip the generation because I, um, uh, you guys, have you seen me? Oh, right. I would have totally been doing that. But, um, but Darby, I want to hear about that. So obviously this is something you're very passionate about. Um, so tell me about these experiences, like with big little lies, for example.
3: Um, it was just crazy. I'm so grateful for just everything. And, And, um, I'm super blessed to have all these opportunities and, um, going to LA and doing People Lives was one of, like my, one of my first big things. And I was super excited. I'd never been to LA before. And so, um, we were there for about five months and I didn't really know, um, who all I was working with since I was eight at the time. Um, so I'd never really seen like Reese Witherspoon or Nicole Kidman's like projects, um, because they're mostly in adult films. But my mom and my dad, um, of course, knew who they were, and were super excited. And I was still excited to I didn't know exactly what they had been in. And um, but I was still super grateful. And they're just the best people ever. Like they're so sweet and humble, and and down to earth, and just and just like genuine. And they'll talk like they're they're really sweet when they're talking to you, which is super great. And um, they're just fun people to be around.
1: And then like, what's your ideal, like, what do you want to do next? Like you've done movies, you've done television. Like, what do you guys want to do next? Is it maybe more projects with your mom? Is it maybe something for, you know, uh, Disney or or tell me like, what is your goals?
3: Um, honestly, like anything I would be super grateful for, like, like, um, I would love to do something kinda like um like van- like I love the vampire diaries so I would love to play a vampire or like a superhero one day. Cool, that, yeah. Like, one of my goals or or like do something set in like kinda like the Renaissance or like like a um royal kind of thing. I don't know. Um and something for Disney to too like would be amazing. I've I've been wanting to do voiceover. I haven't done any voiceover um, before, but I think it would be really cool if I got to do like a voiceover character.
1: Awesome. Okay. And so mama, what do you, what would you like to do in the future? Would you like to do more movies together or, um, what do you think?
2: (laughs) I would love for her to actually direct me in something. And she's not sure she's, um, she can see that yet, but I totally can. She's like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> see myself telling people what to do and I'm like really you can't give yourself a couple of years and <laughs> I can just see her already like she'll hit pause on a movie and say look at the cinematography mom or oh look how they set that set up that shot and she's done that since she was little appreciating the visual aspect of of movies not mm-hmm. just like, wrapped up in the story and and I I just see her Seeing the big picture, but I—I I mean, not to minimize directing. I know that that's a huge job and lots to consider. Um, mm-hmm. But I think one day she probably will want to do more things within the industry that you know that will expand. You know, not just be her as an actor. And I think she'd be pretty fun to work for.
1: Oh, <laughs> that sounds so fun! Isn't it funny how as moms we see something in our kids that they don't yes. always see themselves. Um, I Yeah, so I completely understand that and and uh, relate to that as well. Well, um, I appreciate you guys taking the time to talk with me. I know that When We Last Spoke is coming out, as I said, on April 4th on UP TV. And I know you guys are so excited to finally release it out into the world and spread the word. Um, yes. So thank you both and congratulations again on your film. Well, thank, thank you, so you so much. Thank you so much. All right, that's going to do it for me. Remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama funny. Balls.